Welcome back, listeners, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. My name is Yaden. I'm your host. And this is a, uh, what's what's the term I'm looking for? I, I can't, the English word escapes me, so we'll go with uh, landmark. <laughs> and how appropriate. <laughs> this is a landmark episode, our first repeat guest on the show. Woo-hoo. We're thrilled to welcome back Jordan Graffis. Thank you for having and, me. And this is definitely a landmark episode, just like the last episode was a landmark episode, because <laughs> your consulting company is Landmark 12. Consulting, that's right. Right. Helping, yes. helping parents navigate how to get your kids in college and pay as little as possible. Absolutely. That's basically. my goal. Yes. But this time, for this landmark episode, I'm really excited to talk with you about the book. Yes. That you have written. And it has nothing to do with college planning. Nothing to do with college planning, <laughs> nothing to do with education, just just a book that you wrote. Uh, what's the title of the book? We'll start there. The title is Cicada Summers. Cicada Summers. Mm-hmm. Now, for listeners who are unfamiliar with what a cicada is, mm-hmm. what's a cicada? Let's start there. What's a cicada? Sure. A cicada is um, a locust that has wings, okay. and depending on the species, um, they live underground, mm-hmm. they burrow, right. and they come out every five to seven years, sometimes I've heard longer. Seven years yes, is the, is the rotation. Right, depending on, like I said, the species when and it they gets come loud. out. Very loud. So when they when they come up from the ground, mm-hmm. they go to the trees and they make this really loud shrieking noise, and they do that because they're searching for a mate, and they're only going to be above ground for a certain period of time and then they die and their babies go back underground take a seven-year nap come yes. back up, <laughs> right. cycle continues yes you know you talk about the sound i don't know if it was a cicada summer uh if that was the situation when i first moved back to somerville mm-hmm. but i'd been out in the deserts of el paso doing youth ministry for a decade mm-hmm. and we moved home in may and i distinctly remember when i parked the 26-foot moving truck at uh, what was my grandmother's house, now it's my aunt's house, right on Dan Myler in town. I got out of the truck and the noise. Yes. I couldn't believe how loud it was. Yes. Because in the desert, there's, there's not a whole lot of activity in the daytime. Right. Because the sun's beating down, it's 110 degrees in the summer. Yes. And then I came here, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. This noise is crazy. The noise is unforgettable. So I'm just going to Yes, it was probably a cicada summer. In 2011, when I moved home. Well, I'll tell you, the sound is I'm unforgettable, and the for me, every cicada summer has been unforgettable. Yeah. So that's why I named the book. So cicada, cicada summer. summer. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the book. You know, what's it about? Sure. So the narrator is a mother in her 60s, mm-hmm. and she is writing the book for her son, who's about to become a first-time father. Oh, wow. And she wants him to know all the struggles that she went through, all the accomplishments that Mm. she experienced to help prepare him for this life change. Mm. And it's really, um, she's she's sharing life lessons that he's going to relearn. He learned them as a child, Mm -hmm. you know, 
how to love unconditionally, sharing is caring, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But as you become an adult, you become jaded <laughs> it's, by it, life. It's a different level. It, it's a yes. different level of learning those lessons right. you when s- you're dealing with your own children. Absolutely. And so he's going to relearn these lessons through his child. And that's what she's trying to tell him. And the book is special in that I call it a children's book for adults. Because nice. we're revisiting these lessons you learned in childhood. But also because I had it illustrated. So at the beginning of each oh. chapter... There's an illustration that sets up whatever lesson that chapter is about. Right. Yes. And the really cool part that's personal to me is that my illustrator used family photos, my own family photos, to create the illustration. So there's a cartoon version of my son and my daughter (laughs) and my husband, myself. I look really goofy. You'll have to check it out. (laughs) So I find it fascinating, this premise of... A sixty-year-old mother writing to her son about what's what's going to happen, mm-hmm. because as a father of four, mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons why I wish I could talk with my grandparents mm-hmm. was to see what was my dad like when he was eight, right? Because I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my dad says he was awesome. Right, like, mm, of course. Okay, dad, you're, you're, you're a little bit biased <laughs> right. on how you behave. So I'd like to, I wish I could talk with my grandmother because I, I really think that the human experience, the parenting experience, the marriage experience, just all of these experiences, they're so common. Right. And yet everybody who's going through them feels so isolated. Absolutely. Like, is, is, is everybody like this? Is it this hard for everybody? Right. And really the answer is yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. It is. it is. It is. And my goal for the book, ultimately, it's an ode to motherhood yeah. or parenthood That's in general. Awesome. Um, you know, it's my friends who have read the book tell mm-hmm. me that it's hilarious, but also heart wrenching mm-hmm. because isn't that parenthood? It, it really is. And so I really wanted to honor that and... And, you know, the the mother is, is essentially writing this book for her son, and it's it's a book about his childhood that right. not only he can read, but to your point, his children can mm-hmm. read to yeah. learn what he was about as a child. Exactly. That's that, that idea of having something for my children and my grandchildren to read. That's really why I write. Right, yes. Because I want my grandchildren to read. Yes. Now, do I want my 11-year-old reading my journal right now? Probably not. Right. But I kind of do want him to read it when he's 31. Yes. He's like, oh my gosh, my dad went through the same nonsense Absolutely. that I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he was tired. He was angry. He yes. was frustrated. And as a child, he, he didn't know that. Right. Right. And then when he's 31, he's going to feel, like you said, very isolated yeah, he's feel and like, alone oh my gosh, in the issues. I can't, talk with, I can't talk with my dad about this stuff because... He wouldn't you know, understand. Hopefully when I'm 60, I'll be super successful and retired on an island in the Bahamas. <laughs> but, you know, until then, you know, it's... Yeah, this, that idea of the human experience written down is so valuable. Yeah, and I agree. So how did, you, how did you get inspired just to write a book? Okay. Where did that come from? Well, you know, I journal mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And I have since I was given my first laptop as a high school graduation gift. And that was 16 years ago. <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell my age. Uh, but I was given this laptop. And from that day on, I started writing every day. And when I write each day, I read that same day in previous years. I love that about being digital journals. Right. You can see, oh, six years ago, I wrote this. 
Exactly. And, and somehow it, I survived that day because right. I remember that was a bad day. It's a really cool yeah. feeling when you read about dreams you once had that are now reality. Mm-hmm. And it's motivating when you read about dreams that haven't panned out yet. Right. And so more than anything, I was reading these entries and thinking, these are funny. Yeah. Maybe other people would think these are funny. So I used those entries, real entries, in my book. And I did that because, for one, I thought it would make the narrator more relatable, more mm-hmm. human. Yeah. And second, I thought it would make the heavy subject matter a little lighter. Right. And so I did that, and I hope that it inspires hope, and it's just kind of a, a ray of positivity for anybody who reads it, because in this world, I feel like we need that right now. I, that is so true. Yeah. I, yeah, I heartily, heartily concur. So how, how long did it take you to write this book? If you, had, you had your journal entries as kind of the launching point. Mm-hmm. And how long did it take? Once you decided, you're like, you know what? I'm going to kind of compile these and turn it into a book. Well, you, you know what's so funny? So Was it last week when you started? <laughs> yeah, I'm just that good, <laughs> folks. Um, so I read a journal entry mm-hmm. from right after I graduated from graduate school. Okay. So that would have been around 2008. I was freeloading at my parents' house. I had no job. So yeah. obviously I had a lot of time to write. And that summer was a cicada summer. Okay. And I wrote in my journal that I felt like I needed to write a book one day and I would call it Cicada Summers. I didn't have the subject matter at that point. Um, I know the title. Don't know what the story is Exactly. Be, How weird is that? I have this great title for How book. weird is that? So fast forward um, to 2014. My son was, my first child, my son was four months old. And I, it was only six years later, but I felt like I had aged 60 years in those newborn months. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's you, no replacement for the, how, how much you grow. Oh, yeah. With, a, with I was, your first child. Exactly. It was a life-changing experience. And I thought, you know what? It's time to start the book. I think my child is going to be the subject matter. Mm-hmm. I need to do it before I age another 60 years mm-hmm. in six. Yep. Um, so it was now or never. I decided that I would go ahead and... Um, I had the idea of looking through old journals just because it was really, it was easy, inspiring material. Yeah. And it's fun to look back on. on so pre- fun. On who you were. So fun. I can laugh at myself like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that or thought that or said that. But everybody has those moments. And again, mm. that's what makes this narrator relatable, I think. Or that's my hope. I've been, I've been journaling. Uh, well, I've been keeping a digital journal now for gosh like six years I think and I absolutely love it because every day it's like hey you have seven entries or three entries on this day in years past right and you'd be like oh I remember that <laughs> yeah entries about you know starting a business and like I don't know what I'm gonna do because I got zero dollars in the bank yeah. and eighteen thousand dollars on my credit cards and been you there. Know, all those stories. Yes. And like, you know what? I, I have survived every single emergency in my life so far. Yep. I've outlived it. Yeah. So. And that's where your confidence comes from, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Looking back at that. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. So you've been working on the book, let's see, for 
like off and on for four years. Right. Yes. You know, add another child to the mix of on course. top of my son. I now yeah. have a daughter. Running and a company. Running a company. Two, yes. Married. It's mm-hmm. like you can't you don't have forty hours a week to devote to this. I do not. I did not. You might have I never four. will. <laughs> right. So that is why it took me essentially four years. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, four years, two months, and one hundred and sixty seven pages later, I've done it. Nice. <laughs> it's finished. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, your inspiration comes from your journaling. It does. And also my children. Now, when you journal, what do you, you know, people think, you know, I don't really know what to write about in a journal. What kind of things do you write in your journal? You know, sometimes I even, as much as I journal, sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll even sit down and have a day where I'm like, well, what do I write about? And I'll just literally start with whatever comes to mind first. It can seem really, really insignificant, Mm -hmm. but then when you read it six years later, it was actually bigger than you thought it was in the moment, and it led to something else. You know, something you learned from or something you failed at or, you know, everything can, the dots connect. One thing in life leads to another, and you don't realize it when you're in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so if you just sit down and literally write about the day's plan, you know, it's, still really cool Today, to look back at that. I did this. Right. And I I really like those entries not because they're easy to write, but because I want my future generation to be like, "Oh, just a regular life. Got up, breakfast at 7, work, mm-hmm. had lunch with a friend, yeah. you know, and did some, I don't know, did whatever. Went right. out to the country in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was like simple, regular day stuff. Right. And usually when I sit down, I will write about whatever challenges I'm going through mm-hmm. right then. It's almost like a therapy session for me. Oh, yeah. If I don't write it out, it will just stay inside and become a bigger problem than it really is. Mm-hmm. And that's where... It's a, a way to process exactly. what the day... And just kind of let go. Right. And usually when you read it back, even that same day, it's not that big of a deal. As Mm -hmm. you had made it in your head. And then when you read it six years from now, you know, you will realize what that moment was leading up to, what you were supposed to learn from that. So it's, you know, just sit down and journal. It's, it's just a great activity in my opinion. That's awesome. Yeah. Now with your book, who's your target audience? Um, Who are you writing for? Right. So I would like to think that everybody. The masses. (laughs) Could gain insight from relearning these life lessons. But ultimately, I sat down to write it for moms. You know, being a mom is the hardest job in the world. That's the truth. And we oftentimes feel very isolated and alone in whatever issues we have. You know, for example, I write about postpartum depression. Mm. That was something that none of my peers talked about. That's not something people really talk about. Right. But it's a real thing. It is a real thing, and it deserves to be talked about. It's like, I just had this baby, and I feel terrible, but I feel like I should. I feel terrible that I feel terrible. Exactly. It just compounds on top of itself. A hundred percent. I feel like mothers feel like they have to always be superwoman and put on this really brave, I got it all together face. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really raw about this book is that it goes into issues that a lot of people are too afraid to talk about. Yeah. Those are, those are the, and those are the issues that really you need to talk about one for your own mental sanity. Yes. And I think so that when, when your children or grandchildren like, Oh, Grandma went through the same stuff. Absolutely. It's like, I'm not alone. Yes. My goal ultimately was to unite moms Mm -hmm. through humor, tears, and dirty diapers. There you go. (laughs) There you go. That's awesome. So what what sort of advice would you have for somebody who is, I mean, you've been thinking you wanted to write a book 16 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then 12 years after that, it's like, oh, 
I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your What's your process for like not journaling? Mm-hmm. It's like okay, when you sit down and you're thinking, okay, I want to. I'm going to do some writing on my book mm-hmm. now. Right. What does that look like? Well, first, or what did it look like as you were going as you were doing it? Sure. Well, first a of all, a blank page that you stared at for thirty minutes. Right. <laughs> well, and I had to learn as an mm-hmm. instant gratification junkie mm-hmm. that it wasn't all going to come pouring out when I wanted it to come pouring out. Right. It wasn't going to take a month to finish. I'm lucky that I got it done in four years, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, so my advice, first and foremost, that's one page a week. About. Right. Yes. <laughs> I. That's it. Yes, to to not put too big of an expectation on it and, you know, but also to not assume your dreams can't be your reality. Mm-hmm. You'll never regret trying. Right. I when before I started and before I put pen to paper, I read this statistic. Now, don't hold me to it. This is rough, but it was something like some 80% of people feel like they have a book inside of them. Yep. But less than 1% mm-hmm. actually have a book published. Right. And that really hit home with me. I thought, do they just not have time? Do they just not have the confidence? You know, whatever it may be, again, you have to make it a priority and you'll re- never regret taking the chance. Yeah. I, that statistic, I've seen the same statistic. Okay, good. I, I, I do a lot of writing mm-hmm. and I am planning to publish a book at some point. Mm-hmm. But for the now, I'm just kind of exercising my writing muscle. Yeah. But really, I think it has a lot to do with fear. Yes, I agree. Because when you write something and push, publish, yes. whether you're writing on Facebook or a blog or wherever, yes. especially today, mm-hmm. there will be instant feedback. And a lot of it is negative. That's yeah. the world we live in. You know, and so much of this book, it's it's a fictional coming of age narrative. Mm-hmm. I just want to say it's fiction. Right. But a lot of it the is... The names have been changed yeah. <laughs> to keep you guessing. <laughs> but it is largely based on my life and many of the journal entries. 95% mm-hmm. of them are my own journal entries. Yeah. So when I saw that it was available on Amazon and ready for people to review it, I felt naked in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. This is my life. Not only is this my baby in a sense that I wrote this book and it's about my life, but it's also about my actual babies. Right. So, and I'm just putting it out there for the, the world to judge, but I really... I felt like I had to put it out there for the world to read. And that meant more to me than any negative criticism I could get. Well, so far you have four five-star reviews. I just pulled it up on Amazon. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. And I don't recognize any of the names, so it doesn't look like your husband bought it and gave a (laughs) five-star review. Although, Jordan, you should. Like, come on, man. Uh, No, yeah, that's, it's very true that there's an inherent fear of, fill in the blank, embarrassment, um, negative feedback, mm-hmm. hate. Yeah. The reality is, to quote the 21st century philosopher Swift, haters going to hate. Yeah, 100%. I mean... And they always will. And ultimately, if there's not somebody hating on you, you're probably not doing much. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can avoid the hate if you just like, I'm just going to stay here and not do anything. Blend it into the background. Right. Yeah. If you're actively taking, if you're actively taking action... That sounds redundant, but if you are engaged with your life and becoming the driving force in what you're doing, Mm -hmm. somebody is going to throw negativity at you. Right. Yeah. 
you know. Um, you know, and getting back to your comment about fear, just of putting yourself out there. I also, I have a, a couple of friends that would be interested in writing a book, but they're scared mm-hmm. of submitting it to a publisher and going through that whole process. Now, I self-published my book and I decided at the very beginning, I wasn't going to wait around for a traditional publisher to tell me it was good enough. Yeah. I just put it I'm out there write. myself. Right. I'm going to write and I'm going to publish a book. Right. And I, I did hire a company to help me with things like cover design and things I have no background in. Which is in. beautiful. Thank I you. I love that cover design. Thank you. It was, it's like exactly what I would imagine. Thank you. From the title. It's it like, was very oh. fun to be a part of that process. Yeah. It was very cool. And to watch the illustrator who's mm-hmm. in the in the publishing group um, bring those illustrations to life. That was very cool. But yeah. bottom line... There's many different ways to the end result, and don't think that you have to travel down the traditional route. Yeah, make no. it happen for yourself. Because every every person who is listening here, listeners, I mean, the reality is everybody has a platform. Mm-hmm. It's called your computer. Yep. You know, buy a domain, yadensmith.com, Jordan Graves, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody can be a writer. Everybody can publish something for the public to read right now what happens after that who knows Mm -hmm. but everybody has that option now right which is part of what makes it scary Mm -hmm. because everybody has the option and everybody can provide feedback on whatever you write so good for you good for you thank you um is this the only book you have in you no. No? It is not. In fact, I'm already working on my second book. It's untitled. But Cicada Summers, I wrote for my son. At the time, yeah. he was my only child when I started writing it. And they were lessons that a mother wants her son to know. But my next book will be everything I want my daughter to take with her mm. into this life. Those lessons are very different than the ones that yeah. I feel like young men need to know. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So no title. Let's see. We have Cicada Summer. Azalea Winter. I you don't never know. know. Who knows? I, I've already thought it will have a season in the title. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's going to just match. And like, oh, that, of course that's the title. Right. It that, had, what else could it be? I'm thinking it'll be something spring because my daughter was born in the spring and this book is for her and everything go. I want her to know. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, um, where can people find your book online? I mean, I just looked it up on Amazon, amazon.com, type in Jordan Graphis. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Yes. Um, so it is available ebook and paperback mm-hmm. on Amazon. Um, Coastal Coffee has actually graciously offered Ooh. to carry the book in their store and host a book signing for me. Um, Tim Rod Library is hosting a book signing as well. You can Love pick the up Tim the, Rod. I know. You can pick up the books there. Actually, Tim Rod um, is mentioned in my book. That's how much I love it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The book is based in the Low Country. Okay. So it mentions a few Low Country places, and the Tim Rod is one of them. But yes, you can you can check it the book out at those two places if you don't want to check it out on Amazon. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Um, give us. C- can you give us three? Mm-hmm lessons just three snippets like what are three things that you're saying to your son in the journal in in in, throughout the story right like life lessons yes so one life lesson and these are not in order not in order what's coming not in order not not in importance either just like here's three right so one lesson is that he's in charge of creating his own story Ooh. right his story can be very different in the end than mm-hmm. what it set out to be in the beginning. He's allowed to change his mind when it comes to his own life. And he doesn't have to mimic my life. He is his own person. I do not expect him to be like me or his father. What a 
good lesson. Oh my gosh. Because of course, everywhere in pop culture, movies, books, you see the the son trying desperately to live up to his parents' expectations and always feeling like he fails. Mm -hmm. And then only in that ending scene where his parents are on their deathbed, like, I just wanted you to love me. Like, I've always loved you. So (laughs) why can't you have that conversation when he's 15? Right. Right. His life would be different. You know, if he wasn't always feeling like he had to live up. So good. So good. Okay. So another lesson that is very important to me is humor. Okay. Life gets heavy. It gets really heavy Ooh, and it will beat you down. Mm-hmm. You have to find opportunities to laugh about it because at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Whatever problems you think you have, you're going to get through them. And if you can get through it with humor, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so humor is big the in our odds house. Are, the odds are not good that whatever emergency is going on is going to crush you. Right. Exactly. You, you exactly. are most likely going to survive whatever's going on here. And move, for, move right. on with life. This life was never meant to be free of pain. You know, at the end of the day, there's only one way out of life. Right. There's only one way out. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. Humor. 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 And then the final lesson, in, and this is the, actually the, um, the last chapter of the book, the mother is trying to explain unconditional love. Mm. And she is explaining um, how she feels about her son. You know, every time he belly laughed and every time he slammed the door in her face, every time he had an achievement and every time he sat the bench, that feeling never Mm. went away. And I have chills talking about that because there is no love like that between a mother and a child. That's the only way, and I'm I'm a a religious person, that's the only way we would ever know how God truly loves us. That's right. That's right. Not to to get all spiritual on us, but that, that was... Um, you know, that's something that I try to, the narrator tries to explain to her son, just how he's going to feel about his child. Mm-hmm. I, you know, growing up you read, well, I don't know if everybody reads them, but you read uh, books with romance in them or you see a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. you know, the, and I always get this cor- incorrect, so I apologize to my wife in advance, the meat cute or the cute meat, I, I always get those <laughs> incorrect and she always corrects me. But, the the love at first sight moment mm-hmm. and i do believe in love at first sight because it's happened to me four times uh, yeah yes you know the the moment that i met each of my children yeah like i cannot believe this this wellspring of love and commitment that i have to this person yes who literally i i did not know 30 seconds ago it's a gut check yeah it's what life's about you know, I didn't have that with my I, love at first sight between adults. It's like mm, maybe, but love at first sight for parents and children is like that's a real, real thing. It is, and again, I had chills talking yeah. about it. I have to, you know, take a deep breath so I don't start crying here <laughs> on the microphone. I've already done that once today. Uh, fantastic. Okay, let me regroup because I just got way off on there. Now I'm thinking about how much I love my four children. Okay, so. Next book. Have you started working on your next book I have, already? I have the outline finished. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and it is the, it's set up the same way where each... So we'll have it in four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hope is a little sooner than that, but let's just say four years and be surprised if it's earlier. There we go. Probably not this year at Christmas. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. Jordan, what, what events do you have? Like those things at the Timrod and Coastal... Mm-hmm. 
are are they happening soon? They when are, are they happening? So the very first one scheduled is Timrod. Okay. Um, it's going to be Thursday, March seventh at okay. five p.m. Um, it's a book signing. We're gonna have um, hors d'oeuvres and and snacks and things like that. So it'll be a good time if you can come out, check that out. And then um, Coastal Coffee will be next, and we're still working out a date, but I'm hoping it will be shortly after that. Awesome. Um, towards the end of March or early April. And um, yeah, I'm my website is just in time for some. Oh yeah, running. website. Yeah. How, how so? What's the website for the book? It is jordansmithgraphis.com. JordanSmithGraphis.com. Yes, and it's an author website because I plan to write more books. There and you go. Everything will live there. Fantastic. Yes, and then you can also check me out on social media and things like that. You're everywhere. I'm everywhere, everywhere. people. Not hard to find Jordan <laughs> online. There are or many here Jordan Graphises out there. Except well, there my are husband. two. <laughs> I'm married to a man with my same name, so don't check him out. Check me out. <laughs> Jordan, this is this has been so much fun having you back on the show. Thank you for having me. Talking about your book. Talking about these. I love those three points that you shared. Thank you. I have already bought it for my Kindle. Oh, you're as sweet. We're, as we're sitting here because I want to read the rest of these. Thank you. So. Well, uh, review me. Reviews are important. I will definitely give you a <laughs> review. Thank you so much for your time. Wonderful having you back here again. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you around town and reading the book. I definitely will give that will give you. I, I'm, and I'm sure I'm going to give you a glowing review based on what I've already... I can't promise. Right. And I but, wouldn't want you to promise. But hey, I, we all learn from criticism I as well. I have no expectation that anything other than a five-star review is coming. Well, thank you for your support and thank you for having me. Listeners, it's been my pleasure to have back on the show with us today, Jordan Graffis, uh author <laughs> here in Somerville. Check out her book. You can find it on Amazon. Check it out from the library, the Timrod. Um, check it out at Coastal Coffee Roasters when they have it, and show some show some support for the good things that we have going on in Somerville. Thank you, listeners, for listening this week. As always, we would not be here without you. Y'all's participation and support of the show continues to inspire us, so that we can inspire others to become better. You've been listening to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.